It's time for the Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on the first day of fall. It's it's it was chilly out this morning. What's going on? We're in the middle of summertime, and it was. I I walked outside. And it was the breeze was blowing. It was like sixty one degrees, which is a good reminder to think about taking care of your car. Uh, we should be right in the middle of summer driving season, but before you know it, it'll be fall, and it'll be time to think about October car care and fall, and making sure your car is running well. And um, a lot of people have uh, have invested in and sometimes pretty inexpensively in some sort of code reader tool to be able to see if the, if their check engine light, why it's on. But there is a difference between code readers and professional scan tools. And with us on the phone is Doug Constable. And uh, Doug, good morning and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. And a uh, couple couple things right off the bat. Tell us Tell us who you work for and what you do. I've been with uh, in a company called Innova Electronics. Uh, we've been in business for about 35 years. Um, most of our business is in the diagnostics. We make timing lights, checking your light tools, can scan tools for the professionals. And um, these tools, uh, the name the name may not ring a bell with people, but do you manufacture under other names as well? Uh, we have another company called Equus Products, uh, which sells gauges. Yep. And the rest of it, um, we do private labeling for, you know, some big companies, Snap-on, Maco, Napa. And when it comes to professional scan tools, I was in uh, a guy's shop not that long ago. He literally had a wall of scan tools. And sometimes what happens is people think, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a, a little OBD two reader that plugs into the port and then syncs to my phone and I can read some information and certainly you can, but there's a big difference between that tool and professional scan tools, right? Definitely. You know, basically a lot of the tools that we make um, are for the consumer, mm-hmm. you know, one of those ones that you can go in and buy cheap and then you have your professional tools and the tools that we sell to the professionals have a lot more capabilities than just pulling the check engine light. Right. Well, let's let's start from the very beginning. A code reader is just sort of that. You can you can read some of the codes. Uh, you can probably clear a check engine light. In some cases, you can, uh, depending on the extent of it, you can read some data. But sometimes all they are is just a, a way to read codes, right? Correct. You know, and that's basically just emission related problems. What turned on that check engine light? You know, when you get deeper into the diagnostics, your check engine light might not be on. And you might have some problem where the car is maybe idling not right or your window can't roll up or your fan's not working in the engine. Well, that's, that's where, you know, your high-end scan tools come in. And that's a good point. In some cars today, and a lot of cars today, you might want to replace something. You replace a air conditioner compressor if you're doing a big job or a smaller job like a headlight or a power door lock. You have to go in and essentially tell the car you put that part in, right? Exactly. 
Nowadays, a lot of, you know, with the sophistication of these computers, you have to go in and what they call reinitialize, you know, that computer to say, hey, this is a new part now. And one of the problems, and, and I, whether it's whether I'm going into a shop or I go into a, a vocational school, one of the things that always comes up is uh, the tool software updates that need to be done, and those can get pretty expensive. How does your company handle that? We do what we call upgrades, and every quarter we come out with a new upgrade. So an upgrade would be a new feature or function, maybe for a new model year or mm-hmm. something that we saw the market needed. And, you know, and there is a charge behind it, but yep. updates we do, you know, every quarter is for free or yearly, depending on when we receive the information from the OEMs. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the that, – that must be, I guess, a little bit of a challenge too is staying up to date for your company, staying up to date with the OEMs. I know here in Massachusetts uh, we were, we were uh, pretty instrumental in getting the right-to-repair law passed, which in some cases – uh, helped get that information out to everybody, but still, it's got to be a bit of a challenge, right? It is a challenge, and, you know, the OEMs don't release the information as, as quickly as we would like, but, you know, they do give it to us yearly. Yep. Yeah, and and you know that's that's something we look at. So when we look at when we look at scan tools and kind of a do-it-yourself scan tool, not maybe up to the you know eight thousand dollar professional level that you know, you build for Snap-on or Matco or somebody like that. Can somebody get a decent, and uh, the term sometimes is bi-directional, where you can turn solenoids on and initial, initialize new components. Can somebody buy a reasonably priced scan tool like that from you? We do. We make a model. It's called 5160. I'm sure you hit the stores anytime now if it's not already in the stores. And that tool has the functionalities of, you know, about a thousand dollars in upscan tool. A lot of bi-directional controls in it. Mm-hmm. And and how much will that tool be? I think they're retailing it for about four ninety nine, and wow. you know, the auto parts stores will put it on sale, of course. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that is uh, so for somebody who's really kind of a dedicated do-it-yourself, or or this sounds like it would be a great spare tool in the shop. It is. And, you know, it's one of these tools that we think we've priced it right, and it has a, a lot of capabilities. It's got a lot of OEM features in it, a lot of bi-directional controls, a lot of initialization features for batteries. Oh, you just you just mentioned batteries, and it reminded me of something else. Does this tool have the ability to, um, on some of the cars like BMWs and Audis, when you put a new battery in, you have to tell the car it has a new battery? Does it? Does this tool have that ability? It does do that, and we also added another feature was battery reset procedures. So on even on some of your Hondas, um, you need to go in and actually do a manual procedure to keep the door lock memory if you disconnect that battery. And uh, I suppose also for things like maybe even radio systems and stuff too, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, there is there is a uh, it's sort of a professional term called mode six where you're able to go in and do some tinkering around and and test some test some things a lot of a lot of uh professional technicians on certain on model cars where it's it has the ability will uh do the some of this mode six testing can you can you uh uh explain to us exactly what that is or or at least give us a little bit of an overview yeah, so mode six basically the OEMs put a lot of misfire counters. You can go in and look at your calorie converter burn time. And a lot of that information it comes out in hexadecimal. Now our company's taken that hexadecimal readings and turned it into human readable language. Thank God. 
Yeah, so it makes it very easy for somebody to go in and look and say, okay, it's out of parameters. It doesn't happen to get a calculator out, you know, especially if you're not a software engineer, and go in there and figure out exactly what's going on. Mm. And your and your scan tools uh, uh, have the ability to do that, you said? We do. Yep. Every single model that we make that actually scans live data will give you that capability. Wow, that's fantastic. And uh, one of the things, a lot of, and, you know, if you listen to the, the folks from uh, companies like Tesla that say, oh, we fix all of our cars over the air, nobody even knows. But um, reflashing cars, so changing computer memory, going in, going into the to the um, uh, original equipment manufacturer's website, downloading new software, which gets loaded into loaded into the car's computer system. Do you have some tools that have the ability to do that? Unfortunately, we do not make a J twenty five thirty four device. Yeah. Yeah, but that you know, we kind of left that up to some of the OEMs that handle that stuff, right? Because that that does get tricky. And why I kind of brought it up was I've I've seen people who will go on the internet, they'll buy some kind of dongle adapter that attaches to their laptop, and they'll go in and they'll try to download it. And next thing you know, they took a car that they thought they were just trying to upgrade the window settings in the car, and all of a sudden now the car doesn't run. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we don't we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is you know when you do get into electronic technology, sometimes you can run into some problems. I remember years back we had somebody on from uh, um, one of the software training companies, and he said one of the biggest parts of his job was going in and kind of trying to slow people down because the first thing they want to do when a car has a a little bit of a maybe hesitation or misfire is they want to reprogram the car's ECM. And in fact, really what it is, it's a, it's something that's been around for a hundred years and that's a spark plug that's just starting to misfire. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, let's go back to the new tool that you have coming out on the market that's going to retail for, uh, you know, under $500. Will it have capabilities to go in and look at things like anti-lock brakes or if there's an airbag light on or maybe even a tire pressure monitor issue? We do. So that same tool will be able to pull your ABS codes, SRS codes. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to look at the pressure in the tires. Um, we've also added live data feature in those areas. So now you can go in and look at the wheel speed sensor or mm. you can go in and look at the seatbelt if it's plugged in or if it's not plugged in or the seat weight sensor. So this, I mean, this really does sound like, uh, you know, as sophisticated a scan tool as most professional technicians would use. It is. We really try to target the professional on it, and we really spent a lot of time asking the professionals what they wanted and what they were willing to pay for it. And, and again, I see it, too, besides the real dedicated do-it-yourselfer that, you know, maybe has – you know, family and friends, they tinker with their car, or you just have, you know, you have a couple of kids, so next thing you know, you have five cars in the family, and you're all, you're trying to make them, you're trying to make them all work, and you want a, a good, professional quality scan tool, but still, I see it as, you know, the, the, like I said, the guy, the guy with the wall of scan tools, also having that extra scan tool that, um, you know, maybe, you know, when the, when the, uh, the high end tool that the six, seven, eight thousand, ten thousand dollar tool is busy. Uh, one of the other technicians in the shop can go over, grab this, and be able to do ninety percent of the work that the real expensive tools can do. And that's what we're hoping for. We've simplified our tools 
to make it very quick and very easy to use. Mm. You know, and, the menu navigation is, is very little on our tools. Yeah. And I like the idea that it seems like you've covered all of the all of the common things that we see that used to be something that you didn't even think about at all, replacing a battery, putting air in a tire, rotating tires, um, wondering whether all the tire pressure monitor sensors, you know, anybody who's got a six, seven, eight-year-old car with uh, tire pressure monitors in it, a lot of those are starting to fail now. And to be able to know what's wrong with it, uh, you know, to say, oh, my right front sensor is not not uh, reading properly, uh, having a scan tool to be able to do that and do it for not a whole lot of money sounds like sounds like a really good investment. We believe so. Yeah. If not, you wouldn't have a job, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> if people want to find out more innovation, information about Innova, the scan tool, and this new one that just came out, where, where would they go? How would they find it? They can go to pro.innova.com. Okay. And you'll have all your information on that three new model of the Pro Tools that we've released. Okay. And one um, more. And of course, you can always get them at Napa and some of the other auto yeah. parts stores. Yeah. And one more time with that website name again. Pro.innova.com. Pro.innova.com. And uh, uh, do you guys also have like things like YouTube videos and stuff like that too? Or We do. So yep. you go to YouTube and you look up Innova. we got a lot of how-to videos on there, how the tools work, or even how to repair vehicles. Well, it sounds like a place I need to spend some time. Hey, hey I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday morning. I'm, I'm not sure where you're located, but I hope you're at least located on East Coast time. Uh, California. Oh, great. So it's 5.30 in the morning. It's 5.30 in the morning over here. <laughs> well, it's a nice day. Well, I hope, I hope you have plans for the rest of the day where, uh, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, so you're up this early now. You can go out and you can kind of wash and wax the car, maybe go cruise around, have some fun. Yeah, I'm going to take my 54 Biller out for a ride. Well, see, see, that was my next question to ask because every car guy that I ever have on the show, usually I ask him, so, so what do you got tucked away in the garage that might uh, pique everybody's interest? So 54 Bel Air, huh? Yeah, 54 Bel Air, still all original, six bolts and everything. Woo. So, uh, uh, a little, a little bit of spiffing up and cleaning this morning before you go out for a ride? Did that yesterday, so I'm going to go to a coffees and donuts. There you go. Hey, Doug, thanks for uh, getting up at way too early in the morning for a Saturday and join us out here in Boston. You're welcome. You guys have a good day. You as well. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was was Doug Constable. He is the uh, project manager at Innova with this uh, really, you know, I was was looking at, I got a release of uh, some information about it. I'd love to have one of these scan tools. That'd be nice. If you're listening still, Doug, uh, if you can send me a scan tool. That'd be great. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, but I was looking at some of the information about it. I was fascinated by how much this scan tool does as compared to some professional scan tools for not a whole lot of money. Uh, you know, $500 is still expensive, but $500 compared to $5,000, pretty reasonable stuff. So a lot of good information you can get out of it. Why don't we take a break? When we come back, uh, we're going to uh, talk about the car that got me around for the last few days. That is the Toyota Prius, but not just a regular Prius. It is a Prius Prime, a plug-in hybrid Prius. We'll play a little bit of trivia, and of course, we want to talk to you about your car, your car problems, and whatever's on your mind. Our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
This is Santos Irizarry. Today, I am happy to have Mr. Stephen Hanley from the Immaculate Conception Parish School. So why don't you explain what is the Immaculate Conception Parish School and where is it located? Well, the Immaculate Conception Parish School is located in Revere, Massachusetts, from preschool ages 3 to the 8th grade. Immaculate Conception Parish School is a Christ-centered school with a Catholic education, excelling in high academics, open to a culturally diverse population in Revere and in the surrounding areas. We accept all in our school, Catholic and non-Catholic. We want to integrate Christ in the classroom, whether you're teaching English or math, and you always have to be rooted in the scriptures and know what our Lord Jesus wants. And the other part is to have the families that are sending the children to Immaculate Conception School, that the Christian values that we promote and practice will reinforce what their families need. So in the last two years, we're seeing families come also from families who recently immigrated to this country are now attending the school. If a parent wants to contact you, what should they do? Uh, they can call the school. They can call 781-284-0519. 781-284-0519. Retiring today is very complicated. There are far more choices than when I was growing up in Ireland. I'm Mark Roulette, founder of South Shore Retirement Services. We create custom plans to make sure you have enough money to retire, the balance of your investments continue to grow, and your estate will be passed to your loved ones. Don't let your retirement plan be more about your advisor's needs than your needs. We don't sell products. We provide individual solutions. 781-836-4214 or visit SouthShoreRetirementServices.com. You're welcome to join me at one of my free educational workshops, Strategies to Maximize Your Social Security. We'll address recent changes to the Social Security law and how they may impact you and your spouse. For a free consultation or to join me at one of our educational workshops, please call South Shore Retirement Services, 781-836-4214, or visit SouthShoreRetirementServices.com. That's 781 836 or visit SouthShoreRetirementServices.com. Toyota is the best-selling car brand in 49 countries all over the world. That's leaps and bounds ahead of the nearest competition, but you probably already knew that. What you do need to know is, where is the best place to buy the best-selling cars? Look no further than Atlantic Toyota on the Lingway and Lynn. Used or new, truck or compact, sporty or family. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn has the largest selection of vehicles at the lowest prices. With a large Spanish-speaking staff, they will work with any credit situation. Mention the car doctor on WROL and you will get $500 off a new car purchase. With all new car purchases, enjoy Atlantic Toyota on the Linway's infamous two-year maintenance plan for free. Stop by Atlantic Toyota on the Linway or call 866-676-4000 in Lynn and bring the whole family. They have a great play area for the kids. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn, the number one place to buy the number one car. Visit online at AtlanticToyota.com to see their inventory and specials. This offer cannot be combined with other offers and discounts. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And we have a new sponsor. Just want to remind you, the Car Doctor program is brought to you in part by Atlantic Toyota. Mention WROL or the Car Doctor and save $500 off your next new car. Of course, their prices are so low, you can't combine this offer with anything else. Find Atlantic Toyota on the Linway or online at AtlanticToyota.com or give them a call at 866 866- 
866-676-4000. So uh, 866-676-4000. I also want to thank a listener to the program. Uh, Bill from Lexington stopped by last week and handed me a copy, a 1952 copy of Speed Age magazine. And in Speed Age magazine, there was a whole multi-page story about the 50 years of AAA's uh, anniversary. So 50-year anniversary story of AAA. And... uh, so that was 1952. So that was that was that was awfully nice of him to do that. He said he was out at Brimfield, out at the uh, out at the flea market, and he saw it there and thought of me and and got it. So uh, thank you, Bill, for doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, it is uh, it, it has a little spot on my desk at work now. So thanks for doing that. And uh, it's it's I as much as I liked reading about AAA in 1950, I also liked I love all the old ads, and I love them for a couple reasons. They are so sexist. You know, and and even and even the uh, even the AAA one uh, talked about how the uh, how apparently uh, school safety patrol. So the kids with the belts and the badges, it was just boys. You know, girls didn't do school safety patrol in 1952. So, but I love I love looking at all that stuff, and it's uh, and uh, it's just it's just it just makes for it just makes for uh, kind of kind of funny stuff when you see it and. Uh, always a good time. Hey, if you're out in the Shrewsbury area right now, go out to Hebert's Candy. The, uh, the Volks Fair is going on. So if you like Volkswagens, Corvairs, Dune buggies, things like that, uh, out at the, uh, out at, uh, Hebert's Candy in Shrewsbury, you can go check out that. And it's actually, even though it may not be a good beach day, it's a good day for a car show. It's cool enough. You won't get sunburned. You can walk around. Um, there's uh there's not much of a prediction for rain or anything so um pretty good pretty good day out there to check out that stuff. Well, I promised I would talk about the car that got me here and that is the 2017 Prius Prime. The Prius Prime is a plug-in version of the very popular Prius Hybrid. The Prius uh this Prius can go about 25 miles on pure electric power at speeds as high as 84 miles an hour. So unlike a regular Prius that can go on full electric power for maybe 20 miles an hour and then it switches over the gas engine, this is something that can go up to freeway speeds without any problem. In fact, I work with a guy who has a Prius Prime, and he only lives about – eight or nine miles away from work. He's one of our nighttime security guys. And we have a charging station at work. He's had the car now for two months. He hasn't put gas in it yet because he drives to work. He plugs it in for a couple hours, and then he unplugs it, and his car is all charged up, and he's able to go back and forth. So he's able to do that 25 miles on pure electric power, so pretty good. Once the electric battery is depleted, it operates like a conventional hybrid alternating between gasoline and electric power. And a long distance, uh, as a long-distance commuter, the additional range of the all-electric power really just improves my fuel economy. So I'm going to – my 50-mile each-way commute, what's the 25 miles of pure electric do for me? What it does is it really changes the miles per gallon I get because that first 25 miles is on electricity, not on gas. So it it just bumps the fuel economy way up. But like I said, if you had a 12-mile commute, you'd probably never have to worry about doing anything. A fully charged battery uh, and a fully 
filled gas tank will get you about 600 miles before you need to refill again. Charging the battery with a level two charger, that's the ones you see most everywhere now. Uh, it takes a little bit over two hours to fully charge the battery, which isn't bad, which must explain why, uh, our guy at work charges for two hours and stops because our charger at work, it's free for the first two hours and then it's, uh, I think it's two bucks an hour after that. So he probably goes out, charges up two hours, unplugs it, and he's good to go, and uh, he doesn't have to buy gas. I, uh, if you plug in at a 110-volt convenience outlet, you know, the outlet you have at home, that's going to take about five hours to recharge your battery. Behind the wheel of the Prius, uh, well, it's no performance car, but certainly has enough power to merge with fast-moving traffic or to pass a slow-moving tractor-trailer. The ride is comfortable. The handling is okay. The steering has got this little bit of a slight vague on center feel. Not bad. Yeah, just um, just a little, just a little something, and uh, I've just uh, I did a little asking around, and that's just that's just sort of the way it is. It's kind of the function of electric electric power steering, but still, uh, compared to the first Prius I ever drove, uh, huge improvement. The Prius uh, Prime only seats four. Uh, so unlike the regular Prius, the seats five, the seats four. Um, the seats are firm, but fairly comfortable. Visibility is generally good. They've added a lot of, uh, like the regular Prius, they add that glass panel in the back, makes it a little easier to see. Uh, the windows are big and, and, uh, even though it looks like a car, visibility would be a little bit tough on it. It really isn't. And of course, it's got the backup camera, which makes, uh, parking that much easier. The infotainment and climate system use a large touchscreen display, so like a giant tablet mounted up and down, uh, sort of Tesla-like, I suppose. Um, and a lot of redundant controls on the steering wheel. The system's fairly straightforward, but can still be a little bit distracting to use. It has voice command, which is a little slow. Um, it's just the way it is. They None of them work as quickly as you would like them to, uh, but it did recognize my voice right away, which was kind of nice, which isn't usually the case. Apparently, I have some sort of an accent. Who knows? Um, um, the larger battery pack does take away from a little cargo storage in the back where um, you open up the hatch. There's a little bit of a raise up, a couple inches up. So it takes away a little bit of the cargo storage, but that's the larger battery and the larger battery is there. So you can drive it on full electric. So if you're somebody, again, so if you're somebody who only drives, you know, five or six miles each way to work, even if you came home and plugged in every night, you'd probably never go to the gas station. And and if you did take it on a long trip, you'd have nothing to worry about because you would be on gasoline power, easy to charge, easy to refill no matter where you go. Unlike some of the other limited electric cars that maybe only have a 100-mile range, those you kind of have to plan your trip a little bit for. Again, I, I like electric cars. I think they have a, I think they have a lot of uh, place in the world. And But this one, like almost like the Chevrolet Volt, it has, it has good electric range. And then when you run out of electricity, it's gas, and you get gasoline anywhere. So um, our Prius Prime was the... Uh, was that one of the higher end models that include blind spot monitor, crash, uh, cross traffic alert, lane departure warning and correction, automatic collision braking. Uh, so all the safety features are there. The Prius is still one of my favorite hybrids and the latest plug-in hybrid Prius Prime is an easy vehicle to recommend. Uh, this one as tested $33,965 because it had just about everything in it, I didn't see much missing. Had the uh, has a nice sound system in it, Sirius satellite, uh, 
electronic climate control, uh, just a, just a well put together vehicle. Front, like I said, front seats are comfortable. Back seats are okay. Uh, I don't know if I want to be back there for 600 miles worth of travel, but uh, not bad. Again, a four cylinder engine, plug in hybrid and fuel economy. Yeah, I don't know. Right now it's reading up in the sixties with no problem whatsoever. 617-770-3030-617-770-3030 is how you get through. And like I said, if you want to give us a call about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind, you can do that. Uh, I think this is a tough trivia question, but we'll give it a shot. And we have a good prize. We're going to give away a AAA membership. How about that? So the trivia question is, what is the fastest Toyota made? So uh, what was the fastest Toyota made? If you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030. What is the fastest Toyota made? Just to give you an idea, it had a 0 to 60 time of 4.6 seconds. It had a reported top speed of over 150 miles an hour. Um and it was powered by a six-cylinder engine. So what was the fastest Toyota made? If you know the answer, give us a call at 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Uh, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles is recalling the 2017 Dodge Challenger. So if you own one, it's got a, it may have a recall. Uh, and that's to, a, that's to address a transmission problem. A software glitch could allow... Owners to think their vehicle is in park when, in fact, it's not. This isn't the first issue that uh, Fiat Chrysler has had with shifters in recent years. Electronic shifter manufactured by ZF confounded many Dodge Chrysler Jeep owners, resulting in 41 injuries, a recall of 1.1 million vehicles, and uh, the death of a budding Hollywood star, according to this article here. The automaker was on the receiving end of at least two lawsuits related to faulty components. I don't know there was a faulty component. I just thought it was kind of a lousy design. I had the same problem. It was like, is it in drive? You go to shift it into drive. Is it in park? Is it, it was just, just, they took something simple and made it more difficult. Um, the challenges issue stems from a different problem, but potentially could yield similar results. The problem is rooted in the transmission control module software, which can cause the challenger shifter and instrumentation to indicate cars in park when, in fact, it isn't. Well, that's, in one way, not so good because you think it's in park. You look at it's in park, but it isn't. Of course, every vehicle manufacturer says, before you get out of the car, make sure you apply the parking brake. How many people do that? Nobody. Um and it says here, uh, thankfully, Fiat uh, Chrysler says it knows no accidents or injuries associated with software flaw. FCA also notes that if the vehicles fail to achieve park, a warning chime will be activated along with the message in the instrument cluster, service transmission, press press brake when stopped, uh, key off uh, engine to engage park. The recall affects 2017 Dodge Challenger models equipped with the 5.7 liter V8, 8-speed automatic transmission, all told. Not a lot of vehicles involved, just about 8,000. Um, and uh, of those 8,000, uh, about 400 of those are registered in Canada and 119 are registered someplace else. So if you own one of those, you might want to look into it. If you want to find out more information, you can always call the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And um, that phone number, 888-327-4236. And, uh, and, of course, 
airbags back again. You know, there's always an airbag recall, it seems like. So um, uh, the recall on 2007 to 2011 Nissan Versa sedans and Versa hatchbacks, as expected, um, it has to do with the Takata airbag, which, you know, earlier this month, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration announced a 2.8 million vehicle expansion of the already massive About a third of the cars on the road are affected by this Takata airbag recall. The bulk of the uh, expansion affected Ford vehicles, something to which Ford now objects, as does Mazda. But the Nissan one, same thing. Technically speaking, the inflators of the Versa sedan and hatchback contain uh, a a drying agent, which is meant to minimize the effect of moisture on the ammonium nitrate. However, NHTSA's defect report indicates that the calcium sulfate Takata used as a uh, desiccant in these particular inflators may not work as intended. Some of the inflators analyzed within the population show a pattern of propellant density reduction over time, which can predict a future risk of inflator rupture. Nitzer is careful to note that the airbags using this particular discant have had zero ruptures in ballistic tests. However, the documents also point that one Nissan inflator exhibited an elevated internal pressure during deployment, which suggests there could be trouble around the corner. Takata inflators without discants have been linked to 18 deaths worldwide and 180 injuries. Well, just to kind of go over that a minute, 18 deaths and 180 injuries. There's about 30% of the cars on the road are affected by this recall. So, I don't know, 80 million, probably more than that. Well, we'll call it 80 million cars. So if you have one of these, as much as this is not a good thing, um, the chance, you have a far better chance of being hit by lightning than being hurt by your car's airbag system. So just a reminder of that, just so you know. So as much as it's dangerous, as much as you want to get it done as soon as you can, the more important thing is to know that the airbag, if something does happen, chances are, based on those numbers, you're not you're in still pretty good shape. So let's go over to line one. Let's talk to Peter. Peter. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Good morning, John Paul. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. How about you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. All right. Um, I say, uh, I just happened to hear the question, but did you mention the year of, of the Toyota? I did the, not. Uh, I, question? I did not yet. Uh, all right. It, and uh, was it a full production car or was it kind of a limited thing? No, it was a, full, it was a, it was a full production car. Um, well, uh, I may kick myself, but I take a stab at it. Was it by any chance the Supra? Well, be more specific. Oh, the Toyota Supra, something or other. Uh, um, a friend of mine had one of those, and it was very quick. There, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of quick Supras, but you need a little uh, bit more information. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. All the right. Super S. <laughs> yeah, just make up a bunch of just make up a bunch of letters. No, you're so you're so close, but no cigar. Ah, uh, good, good, good guess. Win a consolation prize. Uh, a a, a a congratulatory thanks for listening and uh, and uh, and enjoy and enjoy a day at the beach. Uh, how about your old Hyundai? Uh, no, no, I, I have to I have to hang on to that. I just invested twenty six dollars in new windshield wiper blades. 
Oh my God! Yeah, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Oh, that's a definite. Yeah. Answer. So, well, so when you're gonna get that uh, that uh, Mazda CX-5? Well, you know, uh, I might I might put it off a little bit. Not yeah. not just just only because uh, you know I got this big investment in my car now, so you know I'm gonna <laughs> hold on to it for a while. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, T- take care. Anyway. All right. Take care, Pete. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Just needs specific, a little bit more specificity. I guess is the right word on uh, on uh, on what we're looking for. So, and who keeps who keeps uh, sending me text messages here? Doctor, what do you know about the carbon monoxide issue on my 2016 Ford Explorer? I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out what's more about that. I don't think there really is one um, because it would have to mean that there would be uh, carbon monoxide leaking into the vehicle. So that would have to mean there's a there's a an issue with uh, the exhaust system or a hole somewhere and brand new vehicle. Um, but the best, if you ever suspect, for some reason, you ever suspect that you have a carbon monoxide issue in your vehicle, go get a battery-operated carbon monoxide detector. Throw it in the car, drive around with it, and if the thing goes off, you know you have a problem. If it doesn't go off, mm, more than likely, and in a lot of cases, it is more related to, you know, people say, oh, I, I, you know, my throat swells up or this or that. In a lot of cases, it is more related to um, uh, allergies with mold and mildew because today's cars are mold and mildew magnets because the climate control system can cause all kinds of problems with mold and mildew buildup. So just something to um if you if you think about that and actually coming up a little bit later we're going to um we're going to look at some of the uh one of the ways to try to fix or clean the climate control system in your car well our buddy bobby brooks is on the phone bobby Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hey, good, good, good. Hey, listen, I was just listening to that last caller with the Ford Explorer with yep. the carbon monoxide yep. in it. Yeah. I was watching the news this morning, and they had a report. I forget where it was. There was a police force that uses the 2016 Ford Explorer, and the police officers that were driving those vehicles were showing higher levels of carbon monoxide in their blood when they did, like, regular blood work and stuff like that. So I think that's where the question might be coming from. Oh, and... And uh, that that would make that would make a lot of sense because uh, um, this the the person who sent who I I recognize the person who sent me the email and among other things he uh, he is a, an auxiliary cop. Ah, so, well, there you go. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. Ah, in, in fact, uh, in fact, uh, let's see. It says uh, it's only the police version. Apparently, only the police version so far, and uh, the. Um, Reuters says Ford Motor Company said Friday it will pay to repair police versions of its Ford Explorer SUV to correct possible carbon monoxide leaks that may be linked to crashes and injuries after U.S. regulated wow. escalated events of 1.33 million vehicles. Ford said it will cover the cost of specific repairs in every police interceptor Ford Explorer that may be tied to aftermarket installation of police equipment. Wow. Uh, so, so apparently... You put all that junk in a police car, and I'm junk, I mean it's necessary stuff like brackets and things right. and shotgun holders, right, and, all, right. and you start drilling holes in the floor. Uh, oops. Yeah. Hey, maybe, hopefully they'll be able to take out the radar detectors. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> think, I, yeah, you got, you got probably no chance of that happening, but yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. I, I know, uh, I, uh, 
a um, somebody somebody I know uh, I belong to a uh, police association and and one of one of the guys said hey hey John come over and look in the uh, front seat of my car and I and I looked in and I said to him you know I'm concerned about he had he had a bracket for his laptop he had a bracket for something else he had oh, the, he had the shotgun mounted I said if the airbag I hope they shut off the airbag on the passenger side because if the airbag ever goes off all this stuff's going to blow up all around the inside of the car <laughs> oh my so, gosh yeah dude that's good that's good insight I didn't think about all that drone they do in the cars but yeah. I, yeah, I said so, I go. Let me give a call in because I heard that on the news yep. this morning. So no, I, Bobby, thank you. All right, hey, All right. you got uh, you got Professor Paul back there today, so oh, um, so always nice hearing oh. your voice. All right, on. all right, thank All right. you, Bobby. Take, Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know, I like it. I like it when our audience includes our own people. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, uh, the. Uh, so it's good to know that if you have uh, if you have a Ford Explorer, uh, it is only apparently according to Reuters, it is really has to do with um, how some of the stuff was uh, um, how some of the stuff was installed. It says Ford acted amid concerns by some police departments about the safety of officers. The city of Austin, Texas, said Friday it's removing. Here's something interesting: the city of Austin, Texas, has 400 police SUVs. 400 explorers? Is Austin that big? Several Texas media outlets cited a city memo that said 20 police officers were found with elevated levels of carbon monoxide. Ford said it hasn't found any elevated carbon monoxide levels in regular Ford explorers, but NHTSA is investigating reports just in case. Uh, Ford did... it's, it goes on to say Ford did not say how much is expected to pay to repair the police vehicles, uh, but they are going to do it anyway. On Thursday, the U.S. Uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said it was upgrading and expanding the probe to 1.33 million Ford Explorers over reports of exhaust odors in vehicle compartments. Uh, police have reported two crashes that may be linked to carbon monoxide, a third incident involving injuries related to carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide, you know, the silent killer, you know, there's all kinds of terminology for it even at work and we have um every every kind of room in our building and we live we work in a building that is uh well it was a home it was a uh, bradley's so uh when bradley's went to super bradley so it's a hundred thousand square foot building so it's as big as a home depot or a walmart and as they broke it up in the offices, we have carbon monoxide detectors in each office just in case, just in case, because something as – and we we didn't have an issue, but an office similar to ours, they had a, um, a delivery truck that pulled in early in the morning up to their loading dock door, um, and they left the truck running for a couple hours. Well, it kind of filled the loading dock area all with carbon monoxide, and that kind of flows through the building. So in that particular case, that building had to go around and open all the doors, ventilate the building as much as they could, keep some of the employees out. So um, so that's it. Uh, where are we here? Charlie. Let's go to Charlie. Charlie? Charlie? Hi, John. How are you? Good. I haven't talked to you for years. I know. <laughs> Trivia question, it's a Toyota Supra Turbo. It is. It is a Toyota Supra Twin Turbo. Uh, and, and, and that was a car that was, uh, um, according to the article here, is the fastest Toyota of all time, even to today. It starts heyday during the early 1990s when its three-liter, six-cylinder engine could rule the road. And um, it was... Um, it, it was uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty fast car zero to zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. Um, it still holds the crown apparently as Toyota's quickest vehicle. 
Now, was that an 88 or an 89? No, it was, it said early 90s, so 91, 92, 93. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. had the 88 without the turbo. And still a pretty fast car, right? It was, yes. Yeah. Well, well, Charlie, I'll tell you what, we'll put you on hold. We'll send you a AAA gift membership, and if you don't want to use it, you can always give it to family, friends, something like that. Will do. All right, stay right there, Charlie, and uh, and we will uh, we'll take care of you. Stay okay, right there. Thanks, All John. right, all right, thank you. And Congratulations, Charlie. Charlie's a winner. Charlie's a winner. So the I, I said something about. Um, Making sure that your climate control system is working the way it should. And I pulled an article that says, um, okay, and your address? every time we drive behind our cars, we sit behind something, uh, yeah. that is in the instrument panel, and that is the heating and cooling system. And inside this, uh, heating, ventilation, and AC system, there are a lot of parts. There are doors that determine where the air goes. There's a blower motor, all sorts of things. But the one that we're concerned with and we should be concerned with a little more often is the two little things that look like radiators. One of them is the heater core. The other is the evaporator for the AC system. And, um, you know, hot coolant flows through one, blows air through it. You get hot air inside the car. The other is the evaporator. It's part of the air conditioning system that the refrigerant goes through. And it's the one that draws the heat away from the air. And these things have really fine passageways. And over time, uh, dirt from the air, fumes and other cars and oils from the road, uh, get all clogged around this thing. Air passes uh, through and carries the fine particles over time into the car. Well, that's what the uh, cli- that's what the uh, the filter for a lot of cars, the cabin air filter, helps take care of some of that. But also, those parts can build up with mold and mildew uh, because of all the moisture. What happens is there's um, uh, the evaporator, especially uh, as it's doing its job, can get damp. Uh, you see the water that drips under your car? Well, that's all coming off of the evaporator when it dehumidifies the inside of the car. And that's also a place where mold and mildew can grow. So there's a company that came out with a cleaning system. It's called Friggy Clean, And uh, you, you start and you drill a little hole. And uh, then you drill a little bit bigger hole. And you add this little adapter to where the hole is. You put this little nozzle in. And you spray this stuff inside the car so it, it dispenses into the system. You can try things like Lysol and stuff, but this actually works a little bit better. And it sort of washes away and it does away with all the stinky stuff that's inside of there. And um, it's called uh, it's called Friggy Clean. And uh, I used to see something called Friggy Fresh, which works sort of the same way. So same idea. Let's talk to Star. Star. Hello. Hello. I'm back again from last week. I called about the knocking and the. Oh, yeah. 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 The hybrid. Yeah. And uh, someone looked at it, but they didn't fix what the problem is. And it's when I go uphill that I hear the knocking. Yeah. And, but did they, did you go out for a ride with them? Did they hear it? No, it was was the day that it was raining really hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and really what you need to do is you need to take somebody for a ride so they can hear the same thing you do. I'm, I'm convinced it has nothing, nothing to do with the engine, 
so, you know, you were talking about, you know, engine pinging and better fuel economy. But if you're hearing it, um, if you're hearing it, uh, you know, at other times, because you said uh, is, it, does it, it does it when you're sitting still, right? Um, I think I've heard it when I was coaching, but last time I heard it was when I was going up a hill. Going up a hill. So I don't think I don't think it's spark knock, which is how that's generally referred to. I'm I'm willing to bet it could be something as weird as a uh, as a shield for the muffler system that's starting to kind of rattle. So you know every everything has a vibration to it. Everything has a certain you know even gyroscopes when they're spinning and they're balancing perfectly. There's always a little bit of a vibration. So anything that vibrates can set off sort of a weird feeling and if there's a little bit of a loose if there's something loose like an exhaust hanger or a heat shield or something like that that can that can cause uh, a banging or knocking noise the other possibility too if it if it is something that's more going while you're moving going up and downhill it could be it, the other thing it could be is a um Maybe even an axle shaft. So I know we kind of lost your star, but I hope you're still listening on the air. But what I would do, the important thing is to do is to bring it to whether it's your Toyota dealer or a good repair shop and have them go for a ride with you just to make sure there's no confusion. Too often I ran into this just uh, this week. Somebody said they brought their car in for repair, had work done to it. They couldn't find anything wrong with it. And then they came back again. They fixed something. The noise was still there. Well, they never heard the same noise that the person who owned the car heard. So, you know, you start chasing, you know, my idea of a noise and your idea of a noise might be two different noises. So you want to go out for a ride with somebody and say, hear that. That's what I'm talking about. And that way they'll be able to fix what's wrong with it. Why don't we take another break? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. We'll be right back. Even the experienced traders and investors need to keep learning to stay ahead. Philsgang.com provides educational information about Philsgang products and services in many different ways. Daily live webinars hosted by Phil Grandy and technical charting experts help you understand and keep up with today's lively markets. Short videos, investing programs, and up-to-the-minute market alerts help you get up to speed with the market using Phil's Gang MaxVest 1000 stock charting software. We teach you an investing foundation that you seek to take the first steps towards achieving your personal financial goals. Visit philsgang.com or call 877-600-GANG. That's 877-600-4264. Again, that's philsgang.com. philsgang.com. Or call 877-600-GANG. That's 877-600-4264. 
Right now, through the end of July, save $70 on four select Goodyear tires at all Sullivan Tire locations. When it comes to driving, peace of mind is always important. So Sullivan Tire is offering you an additional $40 off any four tires with the purchase of our peace of mind package. And there's more. Buy three, get the fourth tire absolutely free on all Kelly brand tires. The savings are red hot this July. See SullivanTire.com. Hey, I'm Paul Sullivan. From our family to yours, have a safe and wonderful holiday. Thank you. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. A couple of months ago, I was out at the mall when out of nowhere, this guy backs up and wham. Don't worry, everyone was okay, but my car was totaled and insurance wouldn't cover it. So I'm a busy guy and I need a new car and I don't have time to shop for loan rates. Thanks to City of Boston Credit Union, I didn't have to. For rates and terms, visit cityofbostoncu.com. Equal opportunity lender. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Well, I pulled this little article and it says, auto repair, is your car in need of some kind of repair? Uh, even if it's no now, you definitely know what it feels like. You should also be familiar with the uncertainty of knowing the next move to take. So what will assist you in making the right decision? Well, it says, uh, one of the tips, always have a good battery charger in your car the common cause of breakdown carrying a charger well you know what charger is um you know so a jump pack or something check the coolant levels frequently allow your car to run for a bit then turn it off pop open the hood do not lift the radiator cap when the engine is running or if it's too hot check your radiator fluid remember to mix water with coolant before filling the radiator somebody wrote to me the other day and they uh, they know a 50 50 mixture of antifreeze and Cool and water is ideal. What happens? They did about seventy-five, twenty-five, and they wanted to know if that's an issue. Um, no, it just means you're now protected to about fifty below zero instead of thirty-two below zero, maybe even maybe even higher. Um, but it's a funny thing with the antifreeze. If you put it in as a hundred percent, so if you say, "Well, fifty-fifty is good, and seventy-five, twenty-five is better," um, I don't want my car to freeze. I'm going to put pure antifreeze in. Well, antifreeze does funny stuff when it's not when it's not connected, when it's not when it's not uh, when it's not mixed with water, it turns into sort of a weird gel. So um, always mix it, always mix it properly, and then you'll be in good shape. Um, 
Also, the other tip it says here, make sure you do not de- neglect the radiator in your car. Warm up your car a little, shut it off, pop open the hood like it says. Uh, look at the radiator. Radiators will age, so you want to, you know, you want to make sure that's okay. Um, the other tip it says here, before giving your keys to the service department, make sure you know that what the cost of the repair will be. Have your mechanic or service advisor clarify all the details before agreeing to get your vehicle fixed. Here in Massachusetts, we're pretty well taken care of. Um, the law in Massachusetts is if if they give you an estimate, the estimate has to be the actual final repair has to be within $10.00. Other states are 10%, but in Massachusetts, it's within $10 of the actual repair. So if you go in and they say it's going to be $200 and it's $250 and they didn't call you, they have to have a really good reason. Or if not, you can say, I'm sorry, you gave me a written estimate of $200. I will pay you $210. So just so you know. Uh, referrals, the best way to find a reputable auto repair shop. Referrals are good. And of course, you know, here at AAA, at AAA, uh, we have the approved auto repair garages. These are garages that have been checked out and certified by AAA that they do a good job. They also provide some kind of discount. Uh, you can go to AAA.com and locate a approved auto repair garage and you can find out more information. Um, also know your, this is probably the best tip out of all the ones I read is to know your auto manual. Um, Nobody ever looks at the nobody ever looks at the owner's manual, or hardly anyone ever looks at the owner's manual of the car. So that's where you're going to find all the information about things you need to do. Uh, sometimes what happens is, uh, for instance, a the transmission fluid in a lot of cars almost never needs to be changed unless it's burnt or disgusting, or you got stuck in a snowbank, or you plow parking lots with your truck or something but in a lot of cases it stays on there it stays in there forever and in some cars you can't even check it now um but you go into a repair shop and they go oh you got thirty thousand miles on it's time for a transmission fluid change when in fact that's just their recommendation not anything to do with the people who actually made the car so that's money you don't need to spend and if you and if you go in and you say uh well yeah that's all well and good but my owner's manual says I don't have to do it. What's the reason for it? And if they just go, oh, it's got 30,000 miles on it, not a good reason. Uh, put your put your wallet back in your pocket. So know the things you need to do. Um, each time you get your vehicle repaired, make sure you keep a record of it. If you have a smartphone, you can record it that way. Uh, but at least keep even a note, notebook, even if you don't keep the receipts. You know, on July 15th, I went into this repair shop. I had this done, just so you know. Um, this one is a little bit, uh, this one's a little hard to do. And for somebody who came from the business, it says, before you pay for the repairs, take your car off for a spin to make sure they did all the work that should be done. Um, yeah, I mean, I always felt like didn't, somebody didn't trust me when they did that because I always made sure that, um, I, I, le- I learned from, uh, uh, Walter Wenzel and Randolph, Walter Wenzel, uh, Ran Autocraft. In fact, his wife is still there, and there the the shop is uh, just a uh, still a good shop. But Walter, even though he didn't always fix cars every day, he made sure that every car got road tested by him at the very end. 
and he would go out there with his uh, with his spray bottle and his towel and make sure that all of any possible fingerprints were off the car. The car was all nice and clean inside. But also he would go out and drive it to make sure that the repairs that it came in for got completed, and also maybe to look for anything else that he thought. You know, he was he was kind of the car detective. He just wanted to make sure that something else was there. He cared about his customers and he cared about um, his customers' cars. I think you know sometimes he would get kind of aggravated with customers that didn't take t- take care of their own vehicles. Um, what do you keep in your trunk? A spare tire and jack. Um, it's amazing how many times we go out and do road service that um, a car that should have a spare tire doesn't have one. A car that has a spare tire and it may be flat. And I ran into that situation my very my own car where the uh, the seal between the spare tire and the rim got so rusty and corroded that the uh, tire wouldn't hold air anymore. You'd fill it up and it'd go flat in a couple of days. And there was nothing wrong with the tire. It was all to do with the rim. So we brought the car over to Sullivan Tire. They took the tire off the wheel, uh, cleaned up and wire brushed and ground down the wheel, got it all nice and clean so it's sealed up nice and nice and good so the spare tire holds air just the way it's supposed to. Um, I mentioned I, I have to keep my Hyundai a little bit longer because I invested $28 in windshield wiper blades. Um, and it says here, don't forget your windshield wiper blades. If the windshield wipers are not cleaning your windshield properly or if they make a lot of noise, it's time to replace them. One of the guys I work with said to me, you know, what's the deal? I, I went out and bought windshield wipers for my car and I can't, I couldn't get one of them on. Or I couldn't get it on or something. So I went out and looked at it. And, and he's like, I'm a pretty handy guy. I've done plumbing in my house, electrical work in my house. I, you know, retiled the bathroom. I did all this work. But I couldn't figure out how to put this windshield wiper on. Well, I don't know what he did. But somehow the little plastic adapter that came with it, he put it on upside down. And then he kind of bent the end of it. We played around with it a little bit and got it to got it to sort of lock in place the way it should. It was about ready to fall off before we went out there. Um if it doesn't, uh, kind of the general rule with almost everything, if it doesn't seem to work right, don't force it because chances are you're going to break it. Um, it says, uh, a tip here, look into an auto repair person that uses his own personal garage. If they possess sufficient experience, they can typically do cars for far less. I don't know where you find that. Um, but if you're patient, you have to be very patient and you're trying to save money. Your local vocational school sometimes will take in uh, what they refer to as live work. So if you need to get a timing belt replaced, brakes replaced, tires installed, something like that, your local vocational school might be able to do that for you. Keep in mind they're, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids doing the work under the supervision of the of the uh, auto shop teacher, which is good. But sometimes as the course of a lesson, the work may not get done the same day or maybe even the same week sometimes. So you have to be patient, but knowing that you're basically not going to be charged a whole lot of labor, if any, is uh, is certainly, is certainly you know, if you're trying to save a little bit of money, that's one thing, one thing to look at. So always good stuff. Our phone number, and phone lines are quiet today. I don't know what's going on. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030 is how you get through. And uh, we have open lines if you'd like to join us. Um, there was a last month, uh, Chevrolet had uh, 1,654 Chevrolet bolts. And the bolt is that 238-mile battery electric hatchback. And this morning on the news, I heard that uh, Tesla just 
finally delivered their Model 3, so their car that kind of competes with the Bolt. A little different style. I think it's a, uh, the Bolt where it's more of a, a utility hatchback sort of thing. The, the Tesla Model 3 looks like a small Model S. Um, but the, they claim that the uh, six-month uh, delivery of the Bolt, uh, 7,592 vehicles, uh, um, you know, they have, they have enough around. Uh, according to uh, Bloomberg, it says the uh, GM families are running circles around the Rusty Bolt. And in the past six months, U.S. customers bought three times as many Cadillac Escalades and doubled that number of Corvettes um, than Bolts. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Elon Musk claims 20,000 Model 3s with a 250-mile range um, will be delivered soon. Um I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tesla is uh, certainly a unique company with a lot going for it. Um, but, you know, well, I think we're going to see uh, as we look at more and more electric vehicles, more and more, I think, are going to be in this 200 to 250-mile range. And when they get up into that range, it's pretty good. Um, I haven't driven the Bolt. I've, uh, there was, uh, there was a Chevrolet Bolt up in the New England press fleet for a very short period of time. They ended up pulling it from the fleet and sending it someplace else. Uh, so I don't, don't know if I'll ever get to drive one. Uh, they had some short, like one day, like, or two day press events where you got to go, uh, I think the one they had was you went into Boston, got in a bolt, drove to Provincetown, spent the night, and then drove back. And I don't know if that was all on a single charge. Maybe that was the intent of it. So, But I haven't driven it yet. I've seen one on the road so far. Um, somebody said to me that the local Chevrolet dealer in Rhode Island, the big Chevy dealer, had 40 in stock. Um, it's not cheap. You know, it's in the 30 dollars range. Let's talk to Rick. Rick? Hi. Rick? Hi. Hi. Mr. Paul? Yes, sir. Hi. I love your show. Well, thank you. Um, I bought a, a Chevrolet Impala. Okay. It's got this, and it's a, it's a 2007 model. It's got this um, um, tire and station monitor system on it. Yep. Know? Yep. And it's the first time I've ever owned a car with that. And, um, the light is always on and it's check and flashing on my dashboard check uh, mm-hmm. monitor service um, yep. system yep. or something like that. Yep. So I go around and I check the tire inflations on uh, all four tires yep. and everything's normal. And they told me that uh, these little sensors that are inside the rim um, uh, check the um, 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 pressure on yep. the yep. So they said uh, those things might need replacing. They might because what happens is, here's here's sort of what happens. But before you do that, also check your spare tire and make sure that's got the right amount of air in it too. Sure. Uh, But because some GM products, they put sensors in every wheel, including the spare. Um, But what happens is in the wheel, there's a tire pressure sensor, and the tire pressure sensor is – measures the amount of air in the tire, and it's also a little radio transmitter. And it sends a radio signal out of the tire stem, sort of, uh, to an antenna in the car, which in some cases is mounted in the driver's side mirror. And then that antenna connects to a little computer inside the car that 
tells the tells the car whether there's a tire that's low on air or not. What happens is these things only work when the car is moving, but they also only have a life of about seven or eight years. Now, your Impala is 10 years old, just yeah. like my Hyundai is 10 years old. And mine's starting to do exactly what yours is starting to do. So it's starting wow. to, the battery, chances are the battery in one or all of these sensors is starting to get tired, not working right. And it's causing the light to come on because the computer, the antenna on the car, isn't reading the signal from all four tires. And it's saying something's wrong, which is why it's saying check the tire pressure monitor system. Now, uh, in, now uh, you live in Massachusetts? Yes, sir, yeah. I do. Yeah. In Massachusetts, you can roll into your, you know, when you go to get an inspection sticker, and you can roll in, and if the tire pressure light's on, they're not going to bother you about it. If you lived in Rhode Island, for instance, and the tire pressure light was on, they would give you a rejection sticker. So right now, we're being a little bit reasonable about saying that, you know, even though it's a safety system, we know you can go out and actually double-check it with the, with the tire gauge and know that the tires are all okay. So you kind of have a choice. You have a choice that you can leave the tire pressure sensors alone, and put a piece of black tape over where it says check the tires. So you can, yeah. <laughs> or you can go out and you can buy new tire pressure monitor sensors and have them installed and then have the wheels rebalanced afterwards. And even if you don't buy the original ones, even if you don't buy the Chevrolet ones, and there's some now that are, there are some original equipment replacement ones that are pretty good, but still by the time you're done, you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I would like to uh, have the light uh, off yeah. on the dashboard. Me too. Have the little um, uh, sig- uh, signal uh, um, that's telling me on the dashboard to check it. I'd yeah. rather have it um, all uh, all good. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So, uh, but the fix for that is you got to go in. You got to go to a repair shop where they can check all the individual sensors and see if they're transmitting the way they should. And I'm yeah. pretty sure they're going to find a couple that just aren't doing their job anymore. And my recommendation would be don't just replace one or two, replace all four of them. And and uh, I forget the name. I just read about one the other day that's a original equipment replacement sensor. It's supposed to be pretty good. And they are, and they come out and they come essentially all programmed to go. So you don't even have to do anything other than you uh, you program it. You, I mean, you don't program it. You just uh Break down the tire, disassemble it, put the new one in, and because it's not going to be exactly the same as the other one, you probably should have the tires rebalanced afterwards. So you know, so you have the tires rebalanced, you put the sensors in, but but it uh, you know when you're finally done, you're going to end up spending a couple hundred bucks, uh, or, or more, uh, or more, because the factory sensor is about a hundred hundred and twenty five dollars a piece. Oh, but can, I think can they tell yeah, can they tell which uh, yeah, sensor yeah, on they, which wheel is yeah, best. Yeah, they can tell which one. Because they'll be able to see the reading, and they'll see one of the one of the readings is you know you go in and you put thirty say thirty five pounds of air in all four tires, and then you mm-hmm. read each individual one, and you go, oh yeah, this one says there's thirty five, this one says there's thirty five, this one says there's none, and you know so you know that that one's just lying to you and there's something wrong. So yes, yeah, yeah. I see. 
Okay. okay. Well, I'll try that. All Thanks. right. But Dr. but Paul. like I said, if look look and talk to your repair shop and see about getting a good aftermarket replacement sensor, and you'll find out instead of being a hundred and something a piece, I, I've seen them as cheap as forty a piece, and they seem to work pretty well. Oh. Okay. Great. Thanks. Bob. All right. All right. Take care now. See you, Rick. Bye. 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 Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven. Seven seventy thirty thirty. Why don't we take another break and pay some bills? I have some bills. Maybe we can pay mine too. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. We'll be right back. listeners, this is Pat Ryan, and I have some really exciting big-ticket items that I wanted to tell you about. You can actually purchase them direct from me for half price. Like a BizHub Konica Minota copier machine for your church or business? Brand new, costs $9,000. You can get it from us here at Salem for $4,500. That's 50% off. Thinking about throwing a kid's birthday party? Jump On and Roll is a great place to have one. They feature giant inflatable play structures as slides and bounces, obstacle courses. Retail price, $329 for 25 kids. You can buy it from us for $164.50. For these specially selected GM Big Ticket items and much more, go to WROLradio.com and check them out. Or feel free to reach out to me direct. Email Pat R at SalemRadioBoston.com or call me, 617-691-2521. I would love to talk to you and bless you with these half-price big-ticket items. Toyota is the best-selling car brand in 49 countries all over the world. That's leaps and bounds ahead of the nearest competition, but you probably already knew that. What you do need to know is, where is the best place to buy the best-selling cars? Look no further than Atlantic Toyota on the Lingway and Lynn. Used or new, truck or compact, sporty or family. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn has the largest selection of vehicles at the lowest prices. With a large Spanish-speaking staff, they will work with any credit situation. Mention the car doctor on WROL and you will get $500 off a new car purchase. With all new car purchases, enjoy Atlantic Toyota on the Linway's infamous two-year maintenance plan for free. Stop by Atlantic Toyota on the Linway or call 866-676-4000 in Lynn and bring the whole family. They have a great play area for the kids. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn, the number one place to buy the number one car. Visit online at AtlanticToyota.com to see their inventory and specials. This offer cannot be combined with other offers and discounts. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. 
Prepare to be dazzled. We want you to be a part of the new WROL fan club. Be a part of special contests, exclusive deals, tickets to concerts, and more. I got something down with that. Go to WROLradio.com, click on the WROL fan club banner, and register today. The WROL fan club is sponsored by New England Weight Loss. Call 781-938-9400 or visit NewEnglandWeightLoss.com. Two thumbs up. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to The Car Doctor program. Uh, for driving a car, study out this month ranked 100 U.S. markets in terms of best and worst cities to drive a car based on the cost of ownership, maintenance, traffic, and infrastructure, safety, and access to vehicles, uh, gasoline, car washes, balancing, tire balancing, time lost in traffic jams, theft, crash rates, and number of dealerships and repair shops are weighted in these categories. Uh, so it's kind of top and bottom of the list. Uh, the best city to uh, own and drive a car in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um uh, Number five, El Paso, Texas. Texas does well here. Uh, down at the bottom of the top ten, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so what do you think Boston rated in this? 95th. Uh, but we're not at the bottom, though. We're only 95th. Uh, after Boston, Seattle, Washington, Detroit, Oakland, California, and San Francisco. Uh Hard to believe that Los Angeles is a better city to own a car in based on the 16-lane traffic jams I always see on the news. But um, So uh, dealership per capita, more dealerships per capita in Miami than there is in Las Vegas. Well, transient population, I guess. Anyway, so let's uh, go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on the Car Doctor program. Hi, I have a question about uh, um, when you buy a used car. We bought a used car, and we were charged for registration and title, and we didn't get a paper title. So I called the dealer back, yeah. and he said, oh, it's online now. And I said, it's online? He said, yeah, you just call up, you just go over to the uh, computer, and you get it off off uh, online. So um, I called the registry. registry yeah. And and they said, oh yeah, you can come in and get it, and you pay twenty five bucks. And I said, well, the dealer said that you just come in and get it online or whatever. They said, no, you have to pay twenty five bucks. Go back to them and tell them to give you a paper title. Yeah, they they should have given you. They should have given you the because when you go to so you got the car registered, right? Yes. Yeah. They they charge us like one hundred and twenty five bucks. Yeah, right. I think it was right. Well, so they had a title. They had the title from whoever owned the car before you did because they couldn't have registered it without a title. So then you go to um, – and you're in Massachusetts, I'm assuming? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so what should happen is within a month or so, you should get, a le- you should get an envelope from the RV with a new title in it. How long well, have you we had? didn't get it. So when oh. I called, they said the the dealer should have given it to you. No, the deal. No, the dealer wouldn't give it to you. The, the RMV gives it to you because what happens is it has to be made up with your name on it. 
So well, because the title that the dealer had had, say, as an example, my name on it. So then what happens is once the car gets sold to you and they turn in the title, this thing called an RMV1 form, which is the thing that says how much you paid for it, and that has the amount of the sales tax and everything on it. And then once all that stuff gets sent into the RMV so they can issue license plates, then in you know, 30, 60 days, something like that, you should be getting an actual title in the mail that has the year, make, and model and your name on it. Well, we we didn't get one. He said he inputted it in the computer yeah. um, online. Yeah. And re- when I called the registry, they said, "Well, you can get a copy." Well, you can $25. you can you can get a copy, but they should also the registry should be sending you the original. Oh. How long okay. have you? How long have you? How long ago did all this happen? Uh, it was about uh, six months ago. Oh. Yeah, I would based on that, I would guess that the title got lost somewhere in the mail. Mm. Yeah. I had a similar situation happen with my wife's car. And it got actually really complicated because three or four months went by, we never got a title. And this was her car before this car. And we're like, where is it? So we called, and what happened was the dealership put in the wrong information and it showed her, it showed our address as somewhere in Marblehead or someplace up in that area. And oh. we said to the, I called the, you know, I went into the registry and they said, well, you know, our, when did you move to Marblehead? And I said, we've lived in the same house for 40 years. We haven't moved anywhere. So they said, oh, there must have been a mistake on the dealer's end that they put in the wrong address. Maybe it was a previous customer's address that never got cleared up. So they said, oh, we'll just do a change of address. So I said, okay. So they did a change of address. And then we got a tax bill from the town of Marblehead. And we're like, well, we never lived in Marblehead. So when I called Marblehead back up, the town of Marblehead said, well, when did you move? I said, we never moved. We never lived there. We never we never moved away from there. And they said, well, our records show you lived in Marblehead. I said, yeah, because the dealer or somebody somewhere along the line, all the all the electronic wizardry got screwed up. And then, and it was kind of funny, my wife called me and told me the story after she waited in line at the, um, at the Braintree RMV. And coincidentally, as it turned out, the registrar of motor vehicles was standing next to me. So I looked at her and said, we need to fix this. And she's like, well, you need to go. And, and she didn't, she, honestly, she wasn't at, and not the registrar I had on the radio program a couple months ago, the one, the one prior to that one. And she said, well, this is, you know, yeah, you know, these things can happen. This is what you need to do. And we finally got it straightened out. We got a title in the mail. But I think what the $25 is, that's, you can go online and you can get a new title issued online. Or you can go in in person, and it's going to cost you $25. And that's a copy of your title. But I'm willing to bet your original title got lost somewhere um, somewhere along the line. I, I'm willing to bet it either got mailed out and never made it, um, or it never got mailed out, or it got mailed out to the wrong address, or it you know, got stuck in with you know Christmas cards, or who knows what happened with it. But, yeah, it, it's not – it's. It's the dealer did their job. If you know, if the dealer did their job right, you should have within thirty days got a title in the mail with your name on it. Oh, 
So I got to go to the registry and, and I would, uh, I would, ask what... Yeah, I would go to the registry and say, look, you know, I bought this car, you know, six months ago. Here's, you know, here's my registration, um, and I never got a title in the mail for it. Um, can you reissue another title? And if you, you know, depending on who you get, I guess, at the counter... Um, they should say to you, you know, they they might say, well, we mailed it out. We don't. But if if they do, if they look at all the records and they find out there's a mistake in, maybe they put down the wrong street address or the wrong street or the wrong town, then you can then you can say, well, that's not my fault. I didn't get it. That's someone else's fault. Can we fix it and get a new title issued? Um, but if everything's perfect and you just didn't get it, then we have to blame Johnny Costello that he didn't deliver the mail. <laughs> All right, so I guess I have to wait in line and yeah, you have to, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to you have to have them look, and that way they can they can. And I mean, if worse comes to worse, you pay the twenty five dollars. But you need you need the paper title for your car because at some point you're gonna you might want to sell this car, and you need to have the title and you need to have the title for it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Let us know how you made up. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well, we are winding up to the ten o'clock hour. Oh, we have oh we have Ken. Let's see if we can get Ken real quick. He's been very patient. Ken, are you still there? Yes, I am, John Paul. What can we I do? I called you last week about that Nissan there with the uh, it wouldn't start. Oh and yeah, you were right on the uh, brake light there not uh, working. Oh the okay, brake light, which knocked out the neutral safety switch there on the gear selector. Okay. So it started right up as soon as the uh, brake light switch was installed. Oh, good. Oh, good. So every once in a while, I do I do get something right. <laughs> More than not, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if you ask if you ask uh, if you ask my wife, she'll tell you I'm never right. <laughs> this is it. This yeah. is the way it is. Yeah, exactly. All right. I just wanted to tell you that uh, it worked out great. All right, and good, Ken. Thank you very much. No job and and a mechanic, uh, you know. All right. To deal with. All right. Good enough. Thank you, they, Ken. Wanted, they wanted like a hundred and twenty dollars and up just for the diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. yeah. Well, you know, you never know what you're going to get into. So sometimes they got to start with something, and maybe sometimes they get lucky and it gets easy. But, uh, but yeah. Right. Well, okay. Thanks again. All right. Have thanks, Ken. Weekend. You as well. Bye bye. Well, that's a, that's good. A good way to end up. That I actually knew what I was talking about. Doesn't happen. Well, depend again. Depends who you ask. So look, it's we talked to Bobby Brooks today. He was here. No, he oh. called in because he had some he had some advice on on a recall of a Ford Explorer. Okay, and while he was there, he said, uh, you know, he he helped you out last week. He helped me and, out a lot. Yeah, and he said uh, he said he expected to hear he expected to hear from you at ten o'clock. I'm here. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not well, quite ten yet. Yeah. Know, hey, but, you know those rocks I thought were in my head? Yeah, they're in the headphones. Oh, you're what right. Is that? What is that? That's a magnet. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to bet one of those head, one one side doesn't work. Just check, guessing. Check, check. Just, guess, just guessing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you know, like a, like a rattle. Yeah, it is. It is. So, <clears throat> chances chances are they've been bounced around a little. Bit. I guess so. So uh, what you what you got going on for the Irish Parade today? I'm gonna see if the rust has um, has gone away, and we can play some real good. Yeah. It's funny. My wife and I were discussing radio and music yesterday because we were in the car and we couldn't find a station that was suitable to our taste at the time and i said oh, you know just, oh you just ran out of stuff to talk about so oh yeah i guess yeah. anyway but um we we're just talking about you know for music shows play music 
Nobody cares what I think, right? Well, you've always said that. And that yeah. was one of the things that I even said that to Johnny Costello once when he, I think he first went on the air and I said, Paul always said, it's all about the music. It's not about him. Mm-hmm. And you certainly you add a personality to it. Well, I mean, but, a, a, a host should be a host. It yeah. shouldn't be someone that's all yeah. over the place right. and trying to make things about. And I don't, you know, I don't, yeah. there's no martyrdom here, yeah. but. You know, it is. It's a music show. Right. So I'm going to try to play as so many songs as I can between So it's one. about the music. That's Not what it's supposed to be, yeah. 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 So that is absolutely correct. That's the way to do it. You know what's going on now? You can't tell because your headphones are rattling too much. Wait a minute. But the, the piano player yeah, playing? piano player is playing, yeah. So. Sounds a little rocky to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah so. Yeah. Is it Nat King Cole or not? I mean. Well, you know, oh, you. you distracting or what? You said, you said it's Nat King Cole, so. I'm I'm gonna go with it because I I who am I? <laughs> Once upon a time there was an engineer. You know, is it? Are you gonna be like you know when they woke the Tin Man up and they had to oil him? Are you gonna be like creaking and moaning until? That's what that until, is. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That's me. Hey, we gotta go because the very best in Irish music coming up with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hit Parade. All your very best music until next week. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye. Good night.